positive look into my bookshelf, what I'm reading, what's inspired me, and what lessons to take away from it and apply to your own creative business. Hi friends, welcome back. We are almost, if you can believe it, at the end of the season of the podcast. Oh my goodness. I can't believe I've been doing this for three months almost. It's come by so, so fast. And I've had an amazing time doing it. I can't wait to start planning the second season and think about what that's going to look like. But yeah, on that note, if you do have any book recommendations that you think I should take a look at for season two, please give me a nudge and let me know. You can get on in touch with me on Instagram or you can send me an email, hello at caitlinthecreative.co.uk. That'll all be in the show notes. So this episode, next week's episode is the final episode and we'll be looking at the final book, which will be Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. But what I thought would be fun to do today was take a look, a very quick look at some books that I read during the first, during the filming, during the recording of this podcast. These are all books that I really loved and really inspired me during the making of this, but didn't quite have enough content in them to do like a full episode. So I thought it'd be fun today if we just did a quick little zoom around my nonfiction. Everything I'm talking about today will be nonfiction just because that's what I've been reading more of lately and I'm quite picky when it comes to fiction. So so the first book I wanted to talk about is one that I actually think everyone should read and it's incredible. It's called Rest is Resistance by Trisha Hersey. I hope Hershey? Hersey? I hope I've said that right. Who heads up a wonderful organization called the Nap Ministry. I discovered the Nap Ministry on Instagram ages and ages and ages ago and absolutely loved everything that Trisha was talking about. It's basically a look at rest, primarily through the lens of black liberation and looking at how we rest in a society that is fueled by white supremacy and patriarchy and how to kind of combat it and how rest and making sure that we look after ourselves is actually one of the best tools that we can use in order to start fighting against those and to create a gentler more equal more a more fair society I guess but this book is absolutely incredible I read this during a week I took off work recently which was very good timing actually um very very good timing and I really loved this book because obviously the book is looking at rest as a resistance tool against things like toxic productivity. And so it does go to great lengths to be like, this isn't going to be a top 10 tips to fix your relationship with rest. Here's like, here's how to rest in like five easy steps or whatever. I What I really loved about the book was actually it brought up some quite, tricky questions but also giving like plenty of like gentle and reflective space to like think about those questions and to you know think about things like how the context of slavery has made napping harder and obviously it's you know quite heavily through a lens of black liberation 
but this is an absolute must read for everybody. I absolutely loved this book and I thought it was just incredible. I hadn't really read anything like it. I read a lot of nonfiction, as you know, but I really loved that there were no easy answers, but at the same time, there was a real like gentle energy of encouragement and experimentation and really asking the reader to think about rest in a more curious way and also remembering how powerful it is to rest as well which is something that I think about a lot so I did read this book at like the right time and obviously in my work I'm always talking about rest and things like that but to have that like more socio-political lens to it was something that I hadn't encountered before and something that I really needed to read, actually. I think I'll be thinking about this book for a really, really long time. Go and read it. Basically, it's fantastic. There's a card deck that's just come out, actually, that goes along with... I don't know if it's like a companion to the book or it's a separate thing, but I'll link to that in the show notes as well because I can't quite remember what it's called off the top of my head, but I do really, really want to check it out because it sounds fantastic. But yeah, a challenging book but also one that is like so like encouraging and so soothing to read and yeah it's just great a similar book that i also read during my week off clearly a theme here uh, was an amazing uh, tiny little book by marley grace called how to not always be working i think all of us as self-employed people really really need this reminder Marley Grace is an excellent human who does some really, really good stuff around creativity, artistry. I mentioned Marley's work last week because I believe they're doing an Artist Way study group as part of their paid newsletter at the moment. Yeah, this this book was really lovely. It, similarly to Rasta's Resistance, there was a lot of space for reflection here. It kind of works as like a workbook as like as well as a book. It's a very, very short read. I think it's only like 100 pages. And the only thing I wish, I wish it was longer. That was, that would be the only thing I would change because I absolutely loved reading it. It was so interesting. I really enjoyed hearing Marley's reflections on work. And obviously they're coming at it from the point of like a self-employed human running a business, which again is a lens that is surprisingly difficult to find in a lot of like mainstream books about business. Part of the reason I started this podcast really um, was because I've read a lot of nonfiction books. I've read a lot of books on running a business. And obviously, they're all about how to grow your business. And actually, the more I kind of go on this journey, the more I'm thinking about more sustainable ways of looking at businesses and running a business. So, this book was a really fantastic way to kind of start thinking about that and to also just really get to the heart of the question what does work look like for you we kind of get away from in like the day-to-day workings of businesses I was literally just saying to someone the other day that I I feel like we tend to forget what we do in our businesses a lot or why we started our businesses and things like that because we're always doing 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 and it's yeah, it's a lot. So the reminder to really look at what is work, what isn't work, and you know, looking at things like how can we make work more fun, 
how can we relax outside of work? What boundaries can we set around it? It was a really nice reset and especially to read during a week off work. It was perfect timing. I actually managed to pick up this book in Hay on Wine. I was there for the Hay Festival the other weekend and yeah, managed to pick this up in Hay, which was uh, an absolute delight. Um, for those of you who don't know who are outside of the UK, Hay on Wye is like the best place in the world if you're into books because it's literally just a lit, tiny, tiny town full of bookshops. It's fantastic. And they do a festival every year and the festival is great too. Anyway, speaking of slowing down, of not working, another book I read recently, which was wild, but very interesting, was Catching the Big Fish by David Lynch. Uh, love that I get to talk about David Lynch on this podcast. <laughs> this is another little book that is quite short and quite easy to read. I think I read it in like an afternoon. Essentially, it is a long advert for transcendental meditation, <laughs> basically, which I don't have a problem with. Um, because obviously David Lynch is very into it, um, as well as making his films. That's I think a big part of what he does now. And yeah, I mean, you know, I've, it's clearly helped him a lot and it's clearly helped him in his film and TV making as well. It was a really fascinating book. If you're a fan of his, I would definitely recommend reading it because it really lifts the hood on his creative process. And obviously he's a very eccentric filmmaker and I absolutely loved hearing about the fact that some of his most iconic films were inspired by like dreams he had or like weird visions that dropped in during his meditations. But yeah, I loved reading this. A lot of the book talks about how we get ideas and what we do with the ideas and how we bring creative projects to fruition from like visions and dreams and nudges we have. It's a really like wild book. It's exactly the kind of book I expected him to have written, to be honest. Uh, but yeah, if you're a fan, definitely check it out. If you're interested in meditation, check it out as well. Because I think there's a lot of like interesting stuff in there. So we're going from film to music for our next book. And this is a really wonderful book that I think came out this year or last year. And that is The Creative Act, A Way of Being by Rick Rubin. If you don't know who Rick Rubin is, he is an infamous music producer. He has been, well, producing music, I should say, gosh, since like the 80s, I think. He's been doing it a really, really long time and he's produced music for pretty much everybody. I think he's absolutely wonderful. I listen to his podcast Broken Record a lot where he interviews a lot of musicians and he's interviewed some of my absolute favorite musicians on it as well and I remember when this book came out he did an interview and said that basically he actually doesn't know anything about music really he does it all kind of on his own intuition and not it's not fueled by technical knowledge whatsoever which I thought was absolutely fascinating it was, uh, yeah, really interesting to like hear that. Um, and if you're a fellow music nerd by, uh, like me, I would definitely recommend watching some of his interviews. There was one he did with Andre 3000 from Outcast, which was like just incredible. One of my favourite things I've ever listened to in my life. And I'll link that in the show notes as well if you do want to check it out. I think he did one with Kendrick Lamar a while ago as well on his creative process. And yeah, he always asks like really interesting, 
like insightful questions. But yeah, basically the book is his kind of take on living a creative life and creating art and creating and being creative generally. Again, definitely worth a read if you're a fan, but also I think worth a read if you've never heard of him before. There's a lot of food for thought in here and a lot of it almost tips into kind of the more esoteric, like abstract way of talking about creativity. But I really like the way he writes and it was quite an unusual book. I think that if you're not into the more like woo-woo side of creativity, you might actually hate this. But I found a lot of food for thought from it and it's a very nice coffee table book as well. It looks very aesthetically pleasing. Another book recommendation for my fellow music nerds out there. I don't know if any music nerds are listening to this as well. If you are, <laughs> an amazing book I read last year was called Dilla Time by Dan Charnas. It has a very long subtitle. Um, the Life and Afterlife of Jay Dilla, the hip-hop producer who reinvented rhythm. I'm a massive fan of Jay Dilla, who was a, yeah, a hip-hop producer in Detroit in the um, 2000s uh, who passed away and Dan Charnas has written this amazing book about his life and also it's about the life of Jay Dilla and the various like musical movements he inspired and also it's a lot about music theory as well it's a lot about how um, the way he approached like producing music and creating beats was really like out there for the time and it was only like when like I think it was like the the kind of late 90s like early 2000s ish and his impact was massive and it was all because he dared to do something like a little bit different a little bit weird like a little bit like off the beaten path and I found it really fascinating because I'm a huge fan of Jay Dilla and the kind of the music that he inspired music he worked on like he did loads of work with people like Erica Badu The Roots so if you're into like hip-hop neo-soul electronic like adjacent music you'll really get a lot out of this I think and yeah this book I loved it it obviously helps if you know like a little bit about the music and the time that's being discussed but I love like I just love how the, like the detail of context given even the fact that it that Jay Dilla was living and working mainly in Detroit and the first chunk of the book is just massive deep dive into how Detroit even came about as a city in the first place and contextualizes all that and it's a really chunky book and there's a lot of information in it but even if you have like a passing interest in it uh, to be honest, I don't know if anyone listening to this podcast will, but I'm putting it out there because I think it's absolutely fantastic. And I think a real like gold standard as far as nonfiction books about music go. He has another book as well called Big Payback, which I think I'm going to check out as well. I think that's about, um, yeah, that's about the hip hop industry as a whole, I think. But yeah, definitely going to give that one a go as well. But that's fantastic. If you're even a little bit curious about it, I would check it out because it's very interesting. Uh, any musicians out there should definitely read it as well, mainly for like the, yeah, the music theory bits, which I actually found fascinating. The final book that I'm going to talk about today is another one that I think everyone should read. 
It's called 4,000 Weeks by Oliver Berkman. And to give you, if you haven't heard of it, the subtitle is Time Management for Mortals, which gives you a little bit of a, a little bit of um, a look into what this one's about. I absolutely love this. It sounds like a really morbid concept for a book, but basically it's the idea that we only have 4,000 weeks on the planet. So what are we going to do with them? How are we going to spend spend our time, basically? But not from like the lens of being productive. It's more about, you know, like living in tune with your values and things like that. And even though, like I said, it does sound incredibly morbid, um, it's been a really like freeing book. It's very freeing to kind of realise that, you know, if we only have like a limited time to do things, like how are we going to spend our time? Again, with a few of the books I recommended at the start of the episode, I feel like this is a very like reflective one. Like this is one I thought about for weeks after reading it. And I've got loads of like screenshots of it saved and like quotes written down and stuff because it's really, it's really like deep and meaningful. And like I said, not in a way that's like morbid or you know, like doom and gloom. It's really like optimistic and it's a really like powerful book that really asks us how we look at our time. And I think especially for a self-employed folk, it's a reminder that we all need actually. It's the reminder that when we get tied up in busy work, when we get tied up in, you know, things like just the doing, like the to-do lists all the time, how you know it's not actually it's taking us away from the stuff that actually matters and obviously we start businesses because we want to make an impact on the world we want to do we want to help people we want to make things that make a difference to other people's lives and reading this book really reminded me of that and really reminded me that yeah what matters is how how we're spending our time basically I'm, I don't want to go too into it because I don't want to like spoil too much but I would really honestly like if you pick up one book actually I think you should probably pick up all most yeah most if not all <laughs> I mentioned today but if any of these books uh tickle your fancy please check them out I'll leave notes to all of them in the show notes as well for you so you can go and check them out from there yeah, like I said at the top of the episode, if there's any books that you think I should be reading at the moment, please let me know. I hope you've got some good recommendations today, if nothing else. Um, and hopefully it piqued your curiosity a bit. Uh, it's, yeah, I never thought I'd be talking about, um, you know, time management, David Lynch, uh, Jay Diller and Black Liberation all in the same podcast episode. But that's the lovely thing about doing a podcast. <laughs> to be quite honest with you. But yeah, I'll leave notes to everything I've talked about in the show notes. And I'll catch you next week for the final book in this series of Caitlin's Creative Business Bookshelf. And that will be Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been such a delight. And I will chat to you next week.